unlimited is a journey. It's not necessarily what exists now. It means to me that I'm on a journey. I need to give myself grace for that journey. I have the image of my highest self in my mind. It's in my spirit and she has existed already. So the journey from who I am today to my highest self is the journey of being unlimited. Hi, and welcome to Unlimited, the podcast that promotes the voice and the vision of inspiring women from Dubai and beyond to challenge stereotypes, raise awareness, and drive change. I'm your host, Daniela Rossi, and I want to kickstart this Unlimited new podcast season exploring the impact of women's voice in media. One of my highlights from 2022 was moderating a summit about uh, women in media organized by Dubai Business Women Council in partnership with NBC. Well, to expand the conversation forward and to address the role of women also within independent media platforms, I'm pleased to introduce you to Mayowa Adegoke. Award-winning TV show host and international journalist, Mayowa is the leading African media personality in Dubai from where she reports on stories of global and African interest in the Middle East. With over 10 years of multimedia experience and a laudable TV broadcasting career, with her social brand, The Lady Mayowa, she has become a reference point for the African community and she regularly hosts uh, initiatives to promote inclusiveness and progress. And here she is. Hi, Mayowa, and welcome to Unlimited. How do you do? Hi, Daniela. I'm doing so well. I feel great. Thank you for having me on your platform. It's a pleasure. Well, you're the founder of the highly reputed seminar, Road to Success. What have been the major ups and downs along your road to success? Thank you. And I, I'm, so par- I'm so happy that you started with Road to Success because as I always say that is my latest baby so I always love to talk about my latest baby Um, with my ups and downs in finding my story and my road to success I think it's always been finding my next level that's always been my biggest challenge so don't get me wrong I I know that I'm gifted I know that I come with value I know that I'm intelligent I know that any organization, any group, any company, any community where I'm in, I always add value. I have no doubt about that. But the biggest challenge has always been wanting more for myself and trying to understand what is more. How can I get more? Is is this particular more what I need for myself? Um, In this particular season that I'm in, I think my challenge right now is trying to consolidate everything that I've done. I've done so much, I've built so much. And I'm in that space where I'm like, okay, I'm in my legacy phase. I've done over 10 years on TV, 10 years in media. I'm now entering into my legacy phase. How can I build my legacy? How can I put structure to it? How can I consolidate everything that I do and make it into this nice, neat package? Um, And that comes with, you know, emotional ups and downs. It comes with who do I need to help me build this? It comes with what knowledge do I need to enter into this next phase? So for me, I think my biggest challenge will always be trying to figure out how to get into my next level. 
let's not refrain from celebrate uh, the huge successes of your past experiences. So for those who don't know you yet, uh, would you tell us a bit about these 10 years of media experiences? What were the ups? Fantastic. TV has always been my life. Mm -hmm. um, I'm born to a journalist father, and I think that's where my love for media started. VIP parties back in Nigeria where, you know, the big, the big people, politicians, uh, business tycoons, you know, all those parties. And I was always enthralled as a young child. And I'd be like, wow, this is the life I want. So mix my love for media, my love for parties, my love for, you know, just mixing with the right crowd. I figured, you know what? I want a TV career. Went on to get that TV career. And I think my biggest ups and accomplishments would have been starting from almost regular, almost nobody, right? And to becoming who I am today. And I think my life really shows that anybody, wherever they are, at what le whatever level they're at, they can become something, they can become celebrated. In my career, I've had the opportunity to interview top celebrities, top politicians, you know, one of my biggest ups would be leaving my career, you know, in Nigeria, moving to Dubai to start afresh and also killing it in Dubai as well. There's so much to say. And I think all of it has been making sure that I do not lose myself because, you know, when you're in the limelight, when you're popular, for some people, it's difficult to stay grounded when they're in the limelight, when it seems like their dreams are coming true. I've been able to remain my authentic self I've been able to remain grounded. And I think that is my biggest win so far. Did you find back then in Nigeria any particular obstacles to get into the media industry? Because I'm sure that someone, some haters now are saying, are thinking, well, okay, she just said it. Her father was a journalist, so it's been easy on her. No, 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 no. Funny story. The first time, so I, I worked with the, the biggest TV in Nigeria. It's called Channels TV. And my father actually had friends there, right? The first time I applied for a role in the company, I didn't even get a call back. Mm. I don't know why. And I know my father called some of his friends there like, hey, my daughter wants to come. But I didn't get a call back. Nobody acknowledged my application. And then at some point, I'm like, you know what? Maybe TV is not for me. I, I almost gave up. And for over a year, I explored other opportunities, right, outside of TV was still in the media space. So I went into blogging and website content creation. Over a year later, a friend of mine sent me a job opening at the same station, like, hey, they're, they're looking for someone. And it turns out they wanted someone who is a writer for, for their website. And that's exactly what I was doing. I applied, nobody knew who I was. Nobody knew my father. My father didn't even know that I applied. And so I got into the company absolutely on my own merit so if anyone's thinking yes daddy's girl nope that exactly is that's why we're here to challenge prejudices and stereotypes yeah. that's done tick done <laughs> <laughs> okay you did mention that at one point you 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 moved to dubai right so this means leaving an established career in nigeria and um, challenge yourself and uh, restart all over again at a time when in Dubai, there wasn't any African media presence. Why did you choose Dubai and uh, what happened then? 
So I chose Dubai, or more like Dubai chose me, actually. I fell in love. He proposed to me. I said, well, he proposed to me actually in Burj Khalifa. Wow. <laughs> and that, I think that's where my love story with Dubai be began. Proposed to me, I said yes. And I said, listen, I'm not about to do a long distance marriage. I've been single for eight years. I'm not looking to do a long distance marriage again. And I said, I'm moving to Dubai. I'm coming to be with you. Honestly, I don't think I thought it through. <laughs> I don't think Follow I your was, heart. You know, I, I don't think I was using my head. I was using my heart. I said, you know what? I believe in myself. I believe in God. And I know that if he says you are my husband and he's taking me out of my comfort zone, I'm going to be okay. Something will come my way. And Dubai is a land of opportunity. I'd, I'd visited twice. And it was exciting. I said, you know what? I'm willing to take a chance. And for me, it was follow your heart. And if you believe very strongly in your heart that this is the right thing to do, do it. Because if you don't take risks, you don't grow. So Dubai chose me. I came with love. I came with faith. And I'm glad, so glad that I took that decision today. That's wonderful. You also came with a bag of experiences, right? So life experiences and professional experiences, which obviously helped to prove yourself in this new world, let's say. What are the key qualities of a good journalist? I would say, you see, journalism is such a powerful tool, a powerful job, being a journalist. And it gives you access. It gives you the power to shape narratives, to shape stories. And if you're not able to control yourself, if you're not able to manage power that comes with journalism, you will miss it. So I'd say that the first most important quality of a journalist is someone who stays true to journalism, who stays true to being the voice of a people, who stays true to standing up for the right things, objectivity, fairness, you know, standing up for people, standing up for justice, for truth. If you're able to do that, I think you have the number one recipe to become the best journalist in the world. Because oftentimes a lot of journalists lose their way. They, they get enticed by different things and then they lose focus on the right thing. So number one key quality is the ability to stay true to justice, to all the values of, you know, journalism, what journalism represents. Second um, key attribute is humility. As a, as, as, a, as a journalist, as I said, you have access to everyone. I've interviewed top people. I get to attend top events. I have the phone numbers of top, you know, personalities. So you have access. You have to stay humble because remember, as a journalist, you come from somewhere, right? If you come from, you know, typical example, say you come from the ghetto, you have a successful career as a journalist. And now you, you know, you walk with the big boys, like we say back home, you've got to stay humble. If you, if you let pride come into the mix, you're going to fall off the rail at some point. So I'd say humility. Um, another great quality of a journalist is how to ask the right questions because journalism is mostly about asking the right questions, seeking the right answers. So you've got to ask, you've got to know 
how to ask the relevant questions, the right questions, and the questions for now, because a question might be relevant tomorrow, but not today. Another question might be relevant today and not tomorrow. You must be able to judge what is the question I should be asking right now. So I'd say those are top three qualities. And within these uh, top three qualities or above these uh, top three qualities, what sets you apart from other journalists? Well, I wouldn't say I'm in competition with anybody or I compare myself to anyone. But I'd say for me, I, what I love about myself and my journalism career is the passion for people. For me, it's all about how can I make a positive impact in the world? How can I use this platform to help people's lives change for the better. So what I love about myself as a journalist is my passion for people, my passion to help people, and my passion to help people change their lives for the better. And in these, we are together. <laughs> awesome. 100%. Um, which makes me want to ask you, as a female journalist of color, we talked about uh, being objective, right? But how do you remain objective, impartial, while also playing your role in addressing unconscious bias and topics like diversity? Because I know you do. Definitely, you know, diversity, inclusion are such big topics in the world right now. And I think it's an unending topic because the world is made of 7 billion people, 7 billion experiences, 7 billion perspectives, 7 billion, you know, trauma, pain, or all of that stuff. And so there will always be different angles to every story. Remaining impartial is important. And I think one way to do that, one way that I do that is I make sure I, I'm not coming to attack you because I understand that there are different opinions. I make sure that I'm staying true to values. So whichever part of the world you come from, there are values that are without color. So for instance, love, justice, fairness, equity, these things don't really understand color, background, wealth. No, these are common denominators. And so if you're committed to the common denominators, you'll be good. You'll be on the right path. And it's also important to speak your truth without attacking someone else's truth. So think of it as a pot. You wanna make a pot of soup. I love cooking, by the way. The, what makes a pot of soup great is the different ingredients that you bring into it. So acknowledge that you don't have all the ingredients. Daniela, you would have your ingredients. I will have mine. How can we combine all of these perspectives, all of these ideas to make one great pot of soup. Sometimes I think I aspire to the world becoming some kind of utopia. I want a peaceful world, a great world, a world without crime, a world where it's all love and kumbaya. <laughs> I love these two aspects, authenticity and objectivity. You kind of already touched these uh, two scenarios, these two sides of the story, but uh, let's dig even deeper so because there's uh, more and more emphasis than ever on the importance of being authentic and human but the role of tv presenter requires objectivity above all right you said it clearly is it possible to combine them is it possible to combine authenticity and objectivity or there are times uh, i'm thinking of at least the news breaking news where you have to sacrifice one to guarantee the other it's a hard question right because 
as you said, objectivity demands that you remain impartial. It demands that you give equal representation to all sides of a story. And so that means that if there are opposing sides, I've got to represent both sides. I've got to represent A, B, I've got to give them um, equal space, equal amount of time to express, express themselves and, and tell their stories. That, that's what objectivity is about. But there are cases where you can see that someone's reality, someone's point of view, someone's argument is obviously and factually against the common denominators right it's against justice it's against fairness it, it's it's just being blind to what should be and so it's important that as a seasoned journalist as a seasoned media professional you know where to draw the line you know where to come with authenticity uh, you know where to say you know what i know that i ought to give both sides um the opportunity to speak but as the umpire mm -hmm. i also have that power to speak to power. I have that authority to say, you are wrong, not based on the other person's ideas or thoughts or experiences, but on the common denominators. You cannot, for instance, oppress a group of people just because you've got money or, or you have this and you say, oh, sorry, that's just business. No, we're human. So where does humanity come in? And that's where I believe I come in to remain an umpire so just think of sports. A referee is not supposed to be, you know, supporting any team in particular. You're supposed to stand your ground and be in the middle. But there are difficult decisions that the referee has to make. He's got to call some, you know, shots and say, no, this shot is void. Oh, no, this shot goes to this person. Sometimes it will say, oh, no, he's partial. But the referee knows that I've done what is right based on the common denominators. And the work of a journalist is not too different. What about uh, empathy? Is empathy ever allowed? So empathy is allowed in certain cases. Um, not every story has a one side against the other. So you'd see a story, for instance, that's affected human lives, um, maybe a, a ghastly crash or something, and people have died, you know, maybe... You know, there was. I remember a plane crash some many years ago in Nigeria, and so many young students were on that plane. Um, there was a particular mother who had, I think, four or five children on that same flight, and she lost all of them. So imagine if you are a newscaster reading that kind of story. You are human, and I think in in those situations, it's it's okay to show emotion because you're not a robot. You are human. And so as a professional, you must, you know, understand as much as possible, keep the emotions away um, to a large degree. But sometimes, yes, you can show emotion. But we are human. So human. Yeah. And talking about all uh, human around us, we all have a voice and we all have a story to tell. But as a journalist, how do you identify a good story worth to be told? Uh, fantastic. I think um, there's so many key pointers to a good story, but I'd say that one, what makes the most impact? There are billion stories on earth and not everyone can make the news. So looking for a good story means which one can be most representative of all the others? 
So which one's got the most impact? Which one highlights a challenge or problem and possibly a solution that many others can relate to? Which one inspires as well? So these are some of the things that you look at to judge what a good story is. The challenge is not finding the good story. The challenge is finding which one of the good stories will I tell? Because there's mm -hmm. a thousand good stories to tell. Is there any of the uh, latest stories that you share that you would like to share also with us? Any that, anyone that stood out particularly? Yes, uh, let me share quickly the story of UAE's first female delivery, um, food delivery rider, Gift Solomon. You know, the story was all over the place uh, about a year ago. And I reported that story for Nigeria. Just by telling that story in Nigeria, I told it first, and she became a national sensation in Nigeria because I told that story first. And so opportunities like that are amazing. It also makes me appreciate the fact that I'm based here in Dubai, because if I weren't here in Dubai, I wouldn't have heard of that story. And I wouldn't have been able to tell that story to the Nigerian audience globally. And the story really is a girl who's come here. She was tricked to come to Dubai. Uh, they told her, you've got a job, come to Dubai. She left her family. Uh, she quit school, came to Dubai to work, to support her family. She found out she was tricked. She had many months of hardship, but ultimately she got a job in a pizza company and you know she started growing. Today, she's got her own travel business. She recently bought an apartment in Dubai. I'm so happy and proud to be you know, one of the journalists to have told that story. And the first journalist to have told that story to Nigerians across the world. So that's one story I love a lot. Wow, I love it. I want to clap, honestly. I know um, you have a wonderful little boy, right? Uh, just as a uh, cherry on top of the cake. Uh, how's life of a media professional when a baby, soon to be toddler, comes into the picture? Listen, I now I know that all women are superheroes, all women. Um, and then it, it's one thing to be a mom, it's another thing to be a working mom. Already the, the work of a mother is hard, but when you combine working and a child at that young with so many demands, so many, plus it's a first, I'm a, I was a first time mom, um, just trying to figure it out by myself in Dubai. I don't really have family around. Poof, I'd say that one thing, one thing I'd say is having my son made me a lot more focused mm -hmm. in life a lot more appreciative of my time. So if before I allow people waste my time sometimes, now I don't have time for you to waste. Get to the point. <laughs> so that's one thing it did for me personally. Better use of my time and knowing that, listen, now I have a young life to shape and I do not take that job carelessly. So don't waste my time. I've got a job to do. Uh, when we spoke earlier, you mentioned something that really stood out um, for me. You were saying how we live, obviously, in a very fast-paced um, world. We mingle and we cross paths with so many people uh, on a day-to-day -day basis uh, in our live events, uh, live meetings, but also on our social media network. But how do we go from being acquaintances from becoming friends or business partners uh, or even just to make 
in impression and therefore being remembered. So not how to be remembered in the afterlife, but um, how to be remembered for who we are, what we say, what we do, how to do it. Well, this is a new, you know, just, you know, when we had that conversation, it, it's also something that recently popped into my head and I'm really looking to build on it because I think it's, um, it's knowledge that people need and we need to focus on that. Well, number one would be, there is no way you would be remembered in this life if you're not your authentic self. So the first assignment is become your highest and most authentic self. What does that mean? It means owning your story. Listen, everyone's life has got its own ups and downs, twists and turns. Um, my parents, I, I, do, I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth. Um, I started from, you know, very lower middle class family you know there were times when i had just one shoe to wear for months and months because we just didn't have the money to buy tons of stuff you know now in this social media age everyone wants to come perfect everyone wants to be instagrammable but if that is your aim if you're trying to kill ugly not so glamorous sides of yourself just to fit in you're not being your authentic self you don't want to, you want to, what you want to do is stand out. And how can you stand out? By bringing forth your original self. So your life, your history, where you come from, the difficult parts, the great parts, they're all part of who you are. So own it, own it. And so when you step out there, be proud to say, listen, this is who I am. You might be in the midst of people who have come from different backgrounds. Do not be pressured to fit in and try to sound like them, look like them, look like you, sound like you. Even as you continue in that upward trajectory of trying to be your best self, just be you. Because that's one way people remember you. If you come with your own story, like, oh yeah, I remember this lady. I remember this guy who shared story of how she came from Nigeria. She didn't have anything. She came here, she was strict. That's the way to be remembered. If you come with the same story everybody's telling, how am I going to remember you? So number one is be authentic. Number two, and I think I'd stop at number two, just because, just in case this becomes a book, people need to pay and buy it. Um, number two would be, be very passionate about helping people. The world is filled with people who just want to take. Mm. And that's okay sometimes. It's okay to take. But even the good book says it is the one who gives is more blessed. The hand that gives is more blessed than the hand that receives. And that's a principle of life. Be the hand that is excited to give. Be the hand that is willing to give. Be the hand that is passionate about giving. Because Daniela, listen, if I told you that Daniela, I've got the secret sauce to make you a million dollars in a week. Legitimate money. You are going to remember me. And if I actually stay true to my word and do that, you will remember me. So that's an extreme example, I know. But people remember those who help them. People remember those who are selfless, right? In a world of very selfish people, be selfless. That's one way to move. So I'd say those two. Start with those two. Okay. <laughs> for the I'm third and fourth, what? we need to go for episode uh, for the next episode, or we can do a whole series about it definitely. or a workshop. Yes. Yes. Guy is the limit. You know, the, it, 
lives can change and it's information. If you don't have the information, if you're not, if your eyes are not open, your mind isn't open to the principles, you will just remain where you are. So if you really want your life to change, you've got to be open to the information and the principles of life and living. And sometimes they are just, um, they're just in the open, but if you don't know, you don't know. So yeah, a workshop, let's do it. Talking about it, what do you have in your plan for, I mean, what, what are you working on at the moment? Anything that we can um, have a sneak peek on? My baby, my latest baby, Road to Success Seminar. Uh, we started last year, we had two editions, got over 350 people in attendance for two editions. And really it's it, the simple philosophy behind it is a platform where people can come together, share ideas, share information to help them in their journey to success as residents of the UAE. We all come to the UAE trying to figure it out, but we can cut the time, we can cut the process in, in the duration if we come together. Daniela, you've been here 17 years, right? 14, but yeah, <laughs> it, it went very fast. I've been here just three years. There's mm. something you know, there's someone you know that will help me, information that you would know that can help me. So let's all come together and let's cross exchange ideas, cross exchange information to help us grow and become successful as residents mm. of the UAE. So that's coming up in March and I'm really excited about it. Love it, because it, that, that's definitely, I mean, we can all come from different backgrounds, different countries, different sectors, but at the end, what brings us all together in this country is the fact that we all we are all finding a new purpose and at the end, a new home away from home. So let's help each other in this, um, in, in, in this aspect. Yes. Well, now we come to what I like to call my last but not least, or my paramount question. What does unlimited mean to you? Interesting question. What unlimited means to me? It means that I can do all things. And it also means that I'm on a journey. Unlimited is a journey. It's not necessarily what exists now. It means to me that I'm on a journey. I need to give myself grace for that journey. I have the image of my highest self in my mind. It's in my spirit and she has existed already. So the journey from who I am today to my highest self is the journey of being unlimited. So that's what I'd say unlimited is to me. It's a journey to my highest self. And as you said at the beginning, you're always on the pursuit of something better, something bigger. And that is unlimited. Thank you, Mayowa, for sharing with us your inspiring personal story and professional journey. Grazie. Thank you. Thank you so, so, so much. Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed discovering the person, the story and the vision of our unlimited guest. Now it's your turn. Please uh, share your comments or questions on uh, Unlimited social media pages. You can find me on Instagram at unlimited.me or LinkedIn at Unlimited Platform. And don't forget to leave a review. I'd love to hear from you. Grazie.